Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Bikini Body Podcast. I'm your host, Alika Paris. I'm your co-host, Dalton Evans. And guys, we are back in action. We've got new microphones. We're sounding good. We're sounding strong. We've got a heavy, heavy episode today. Yeah, this one's a good one. But Dalton, what should we? Anything fun to update the the squad with? Oh, we will start inviting guests on soon. That will be fun. Oh, that will be fun. You guys can DM us with, like, who you want to hear from, but my idea for it was inviting, like, absolutely anyone, even, like, fun people that maybe if they have, like, a big following and just asking them, like, about their diet and workout routine. I, like, love doing that. Yeah. You also had one to talk about, like, I mean, your injector, we could bring, like, Blake on. Like, there's so many different people that we could bring on that have, like, at least their hand in some type of, like, wellness and and lifestyle industry. That could be really good to get, uh, you know, intel from for you guys. I really want to bring on my injector because he could talk about... The train training around like Botox, training around any kind of filler, and kind of like the myths and the truths around that. That'd be so yeah. fun. I mean, I freaked out after I've gone to him and I was like texting him, like, "Can I work out today? Can I work? What am I doing?" I know. Me too. <laughs> he was like, "You're gonna be so fine." Like, <laughs> or he goes, "Wait, wait, oh my god!" He, I go, "Can I lift right now?" And he goes, "No." And I'm mid lift. I think you did. <laughs> I was like, you were literally in the gym lifting. I was with you, and you're like, uh, "Maybe he you goes, should put that no. down and go upstairs." He goes, no, bitch. I'm literally mid mid sumo squat. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, no, well. Yeah. <laughs> Put down oh, well. the weight for a night. <laughs> so funny. I'm sorry. I, like, really have issues with that. Because today, I well, yesterday, I got my hair toned and highlighted. And everyone, all my fake blonde girlies know that we can't wash out our toner for a while. So you could, I couldn't sweat today. So I did, like, slow motion weight training with five-pound dumbbells. The slow so I, motion training. <laughs> I just got some movement in still because I, I need my workouts to help me sleep at night. So I just needed to, like, move around a little. But, you know, we talked about that in the last episode. I don't even know, right? That would have been 34. 34. Already 35 episodes in. We have, <laughs> we have so many episodes. I'm freaking so, out. So many episodes. We've grown a lot, like, with this, I think. Just from, like, our first one, like, sitting there feeling so, like... Uh, oh my god we were so nervous we were like sweating <laughs> literally sweating like shaking like <laughs> oh my god. okay topic one um ways to prevent muscle loss originally someone had wrote in and said ways to prevent muscle loss when training for a marathon and like i'm sorry but like with a marathon like you might lose a muscle because but you're also just so not focused on your muscle at that point the obviously the, the thing i would say is eat lots of protein but you really need to eat as like an athlete so that's kind of a separate topic so we're just going to change it to ways to prevent muscle loss when you're doing a lot of cardio okay so i was going through like a really stressful time and i changed up my routine where i was doing a lot of cardio because for me running is like doing like drugs like i feel so much better after i'm like i needed it to reset my hormones and feel really good so i had to like amp up my my cardio another time i had to was leading up to runway when i need to shed fat and a little bit of muscle so there's like random times that you're going to be doing a lot of cardio dalton would you say emotionally you want you'll change your routine too for like stress 100 100 like there's just been a lot going on in life recently and i noticed myself actually i mean i kind of actually stepped away from cardio for a little bit because i feel like i finally got down and i mm. lost like the weight that i had gained over like the holiday season so i stepped away from cardio a little bit but i did it last night honestly just to like i was just feeling so anxious just with everything that was going on in life and so i was mm-hmm. like okay i really need to like do some cardio and get my mind in shape so i will turn to it a lot in times of stress times of anxiety so yeah 
to answer your to answer your question. And also, guys, like fitness is not linear. It's not like we're reaching some end goal where you have this perfect workout routine that you do forever and ever for the rest of your life. Like you're gonna have weeks where it's more weight training, weeks where it's more cardio, based on how your body feels, your goals. Sometimes, you know, I end up getting a lot of women. I've had a lot of women clients that are in their 30s and 40s and they have been trained by like men, sorry, or <laughs> that's like what it's been. And the guys are like giving them really, really heavy dumbbells for their upper body. And they go, well, you can handle it. You can handle it. And it's like, yeah, women can handle heavy, what, like heavy weight, actually, like just as easily as men. Like we can be very, very strong. And they're like, you can handle it. Or they're like, oh, you're not going to build a lot of muscle. And the way that we eat is a lot of protein will build a lot of muscle. And some people are predisposed to really build. And American food is just full of like junk. So we're just becoming like, like we take in a lot of calories every day, just all of us as a whole. So yeah. I got a lot of women that were like built just built on their upper bodies and they were like and then they were gaining body fat so then they felt really big so they come to me and they're like okay i need to just shut off everything and i'm like okay so we lose some body fat and then they've got all this muscle and we actually have to do the most awkward thing in the whole world and it's the worst and we have to like shed their muscle which is can be really really hard to do like there's you do a lot of cardio and you do a lot of lightweight high rep cardio you know again to get back to like a cardio style so cardio does want to eat through muscle. First, your body will eat through carbs, your immediate energy source. Then it will burn through fat, like ketosis. Then it will eat through muscle. So you don't want it to eat through the muscle unless you do, which then it's a diff- that's why actually burning through muscle can be complicated. Unless you're a runner and you're just running through. Because like if you find, on the, I don't know if you notice this, but like if you do a lot of Stairmaster, it doesn't like shed muscle like running does. Would you agree? No, I completely agree. And actually, when I was trying to lose like the fat that I had gained in a faster way, I I love the Stairmaster, but I notice if I need to like tone down, like if I need to like just reduce everything, if running. I run, I'm I'm running as opposed to like going on the Stairmaster. I mean, it's it, it, it's cardio, yeah. but it's like feels like a different form. I mean, you would know better than I would with like the scientific like conversation running. around it, but. It puts your body in such a like flight or flight. Your heart rate's so high that it is burning through anything it can get its hands on. Whereas yeah. uh, like like Stairmaster, your heart rate is not up as high. So different things are going on. You're still burning fat. It's just different. Running, it's really interesting because like, there's been studies that say like over four miles, you start to burn through muscle. But that's not true if I ate an entire pizza first. Because your body is fueled based on how you allow it. That's why for the marathon runners, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't really want to help you. But like, you guys aren't focused on aesthetics at that moment. Like I do train one person for performance and we have the most hilarious like lifestyle for him because it's not about aesthetics. If I fueled up really intensely on carbs, like a night before a run and then that same morning, my body will just burn through all that and, and fat and maybe not any muscle, but it also depends the distance I go. But if I'm really, you know, locked in like for runway, I'm not eating tons of food. Like my meals are a little bit tinier maybe, but they're still like hefty. They're just like really, really, really locked in. And I'm having like a good amount of carbs, but not as much as normal. Then I can like feel my body is a little bit tired on my run. It burned through the carbs. I can feel my body like switches to ketosis, I swear. But I'm like a freak. I don't know. But I can feel when I'm starting to switch over. And then you can kind of feel like. I don't know brought- if I've ever felt that. I'm like, you're a little I know. more, so much more tone. I'll notice like, okay, when I was at home, we like had. I don't know, just like a heavy, like a pasta Italian dinner. And I did, I went on the treadmill the next day and I was running and I noticed like, oh my God, I could run like so much 
Yeah. I was just running a lot. It was so much easier to run. And I was like, I'm expecting to get on this treadmill and be like, I'm going to feel like a fat, like blah, because I'm like yeah. full of like in Yoki. But it was actually like, <laughs> one of my best runs. So I'm like, this is so interesting. Yeah. So that's where it's kind of funny because running is really performance focused. So if you yeah. were interested in being a fast, amazing runner, you'd eat like that. You'd carb load like we used to do in the track for high school. And then you and I talked about this. Dalton and I did like a, was it six or seven months? I think it was six miles. Over Thanksgiving. Was that six? Yeah, uh, six miles. I'm almost positive it was six miles. I'm pretty sure I will casually do like eight, eight, 30 miles, whatever. I freaking did seven, 13 miles for six miles because I had eaten like cookies, straight up cookies all day for two days straight. And my run was unbelievable because I was like so nuts? fueled. Because <laughs> you're like, body- am I like, cracked out on sugar or is it the yes. carb? Like what's actually going on here? Well, like, think, okay, well, so, you know, sugar's a carb and it's the most immediate form. Like if you give your body that immediate, immediate form of energy, aka like a white, like white sugar, you know, just like process, <laughs> like yeah. your body turns that into energy so fast so we're not saying we're being healthy and getting snatched from this. No, we're just trying to explain like the science behind how many carbs you're going to take in around running and what and your energy you're going to like, burn. Yeah. Yeah. Like before you run a marathon, you do, or even during you do these gels, they're these squishy gel. It's like just straight up glycogen just, just in there. And you just like suck on these gel packets and just become like so energized and it's a kind of What's a joke. That, Who makes these? Do you, know? that you can just type in like gel. There's so many different types, but we were kind of joking. My client, he, he was like, what am I doing before this race? I go gas station Danish. Yes. You've talked about this. And he's like, huh? And, and he's like, yo, that was the best pre-workout in the entire world. Like you don't want too much anywhere you like explode, but you just need something. Some people like to do candy. And again, this is only for like, um, you're about to go run like a half marathon. Like don't listen to us, but we're, I'm trying to explain this breakdown and maybe I don't fully feel the ketosis thing but I remember during COVID we would run like 10 to 12 miles and I could feel by mile four five six that I was like ugh, this feels yeah. terrible all of a sudden my body I think had like burned through all the immediate energy and then was moving through fats and, and muscle that's when you but, needed that the the Danish <laughs> that's when I like really needed a Danish moment but instead I was like yeah I know those bad times but what we're saying ways to prevent so you're doing a lot of cardio but you don't want to lose any muscle um you're you might lose some. You just might. You might. Maybe not, but just allow that to happen. It's okay. But the goal to not lose would be to eat as much protein as possible, like, well, just keeping your protein numbers high. But like we just explained, you also need to keep your carbs high. So I found this with my client who I trained for performance. He was like, no, but I want to get big. And I was like, okay. So we had him doing a lot of heavyweight training around his running, a lot of protein and a lot of carbs. We kept the fat low still. So it's a kind of interesting thing because you're like try- you're like doing something that sheds muscle then trying to keep muscle so don't be hard on yourself if you lose some but just keep your protein numbers high and your carbs high around training um but still keeping the fat low because your body's not burning through the fat for for energy is yeah. what you're saying yeah and just because it's like not like a necessary part of this whole thing but you also don't want to keep your carbs i would say keep your carbs high if you're focused on a marathon and you don't care about how you look but keep your carbs yeah. medium if you still care about how you look and be mindful that like the fatigue is that you maybe don't have that much that glycogen stores and whatnot you know i don't know if we even answered this question but i just hope we explained (laughs) at least we explained this a little bit better okay we're just gonna move on (laughs) if you guys are confused like keep your protein up and yeah Yeah, i don't know just figure it out (laughs) go buy some gels and like suck on those throughout the day no those are actually what are these gels it's like these miscellaneous like gels (laughs) 
squishy. Wait, I need to say one thing. I have this guy friend that will not name names, and he ran a marathon like for no reason. Just like thought it'd be funny with like a group of people. They like dared each other, and he's just like he's like actually a genius, but he just this is not his space. He is running, and someone. Do you know how when you're running a marathon, there'll be stands with water cups and sometimes the gels, and they'll just hand them to you while you run. Sees a person who's holding what looks like a gel, and he grabs it. And I have a video of it. They sent it to me. He and I'll tell you who it is after the pod, Dawn. And he he's running, and he grabs this gel from tell his me it's stick, like a or something. And he shoves it in his mouth, and it was Vaseline like wax for <gasps> his nose because it was so cold out. And he just eats the Vaseline. Oh my god. <laughs> He's on like mile like freaking like eighteen and just like shoves gasoline in his mouth and spits (laughs) thinking it was a gel. Oh god, I'm sorry. That's so funny. Okay, sorry. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, topic two: the importance. This is a good one. The importance of sleep and recovery for muscle growth. We all had that phase. I know I did where I, I was like, tone house, gym, two a day, like must keep going. I'm like, you literally like can't train on sore muscles like, or they won't get bigger. So there really is a place for recovery and also sleep in order to see results. And I am like a doer. Like I'm out there trying to do all the things. And I've had to learn this. Like, no, you can't like weight train heavy and then weight train heavy on those muscles again. You need to like recover. And we'll break that down. Dalton, do you want to kind of say how you recover? I mean, okay. I I feel like I'm still like learning, especially with the importance of sleep. Like, I mean, there were so many times where I would go to the gym, barely like sleep at night because I was working on like college work or just work in general and then get up, do the same thing, working on like, like on sore muscles. So I'm still bad with sleep, like to be quite honest with you, but knowing not to work out on, uh, on sore muscles, I've definitely gotten better with that and utilizing like stretching or yoga or anything else to on like those off days where I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be like working out the abs right now. Like maybe I should be doing like more stretching for core and lower back um, and just lengthening. So, you know, I'm, I've gotten, <laughs> I've gotten better with it, but there was definitely some dark days there. Yeah. I think we would just, I remember being like, okay, hey, did this really heavy lift. I'm super, super sore. And then learning about why you can't train on those muscles. So First of all, you all have like thresholds. You'll know when you're a little sore or when you're really sore. When you're really, really sore, you've created microscopic tears in the muscle because you've broken it down. And those tears need to be filled with protein in order to get bigger. And you need to rest and like sleep. So your body secretes human growth hormone when you're sleeping. And this hormone is crucial for post-workout recovery. Um, And you'll know that because if you ever like done a big lift, slept really well, and you're really sore the next day, you're like, oh, nice. Like, that felt good. But if you ever lifted and gone out like clubbing, can't, you know, I'm saying this because I've obviously done that. And like, yeah, we've go, obviously been there. Done we that. like lift really heavy and then we like drink, which is also bad. We like don't sleep and you wake up and you're like not even sore from your workout. And you know, it's because just one night of no sleep can reduce muscle protein synthesis. The stat is by 18%. Like you you didn't synthesize, you didn't like build muscle properly. So if you're not sleeping, you're not going to see your muscle gains as well as as efficiently as you could. So that's also why I encourage working out every day so you get that sleep. But microscopic tears have been created in the muscle. And then you go and you try to like train on that. The muscle is injured technically, or it's, it's all fucked up like don't train on it and try to break it down again it's already been broken down yeah like you like let it heal let it get those let it get swole that's also why we get swole that whole illusion like 
we're swole because we've created these microscopic tears, let it heal, let the protein, you know, fill it in, like all that go down, heal, then you break it down again. So it's that kind of cycle that needs to occur. That is why you don't lift, you know, 80 pound squats and then do it again two days later. You got to like properly relieve yourself of that soreness. And then you'll know when you're like, maybe you're a little tiny bit sore and you're kind of able to go maybe do like a lightweight booty day or something like that is why you cannot train on sore muscles. But you're wanting to work out that soreness, like the lactic acid movement, like still move if you're sore. Yep. And then that is why when I build out clients, clients' programs will do one day of weight training, the next day of cardio, the next day of weight training, the next day of cardio. So that that cardio, like you just said, helps drain out the lactic acid. So that's why it sounds confusing. You can go for a run because you're just draining out the lactic acid, you're moving, but you're not lifting heavy. That's all. When you're sleep deprived, your levels of ghrelin, the hunger hormone increase, um, while levels of leptin the one, the hormone that makes you feel full decreases. This can lead to feeling hungrier. And also when you're fatigued, if you've ever noticed when you're tired and you got bad sleep, you're going to notice that your body's craving carbs, carbs. And you're gonna be like, what? Why? And it's because your body is looking for energy and carbs are the immediate energy source. So you're going to find you want like pizza and you want like candy because you're freaking tired. So being mindful of that, the more you know, you're going to be like, oh, okay. You know, understanding that your brain's prefrontal cortex, which controls your impulse control, also takes a hit when you're sleep deprived. And this makes it harder to resist junk food and cravings. So even if you have a lot of discipline. So that's also something that's really fascinating. Like without sleep, we're like kind of disasters. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I felt that. (laughs) (laughs) Like the world kind of ends. So literally zombie, world's ending. I'm depressed. Everything. Yeah, so there's like, there's so many parts of this, and that's why I'm encouraging you to like move every day so you can get that sleep and then you're gonna rehab, recover better. Your hormones will that's why I'm always talking about resetting our hormones because that's like literally what our sleep and our training and our eating does. You know, I've had a few clients that got off their autoimmune medications after we started building them out like a really strong routine. Cause they yeah. figured out how to regulate their hormones around like their female cycles. Um They found out what foods are really working for their bodies and what makes just what makes their gut biome feel good. And then their sleep gets better. I'm like not a hater of occasionally doing like I use my new strips, which for for help with sleep, if I ever need it. Like like love. So see, I don't know what's wrong with me. I I think they have some. It starts with an M. Well, it's melatonin. 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 I my body does the opposite when I take melatonin. Like I don't sleep. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know what. what? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Been... If anyone's a doctor, like, please, like, write into my Instagram. But, like, it doesn't make sense. Every time I take melatonin, I sleep. I'll fall asleep, but then I'm up. Like, that's it. I'll fall asleep for an hour, and then oh, I am up. Well, okay, an interesting point with that. So, first of all, do not take melatonin every night. Then your body becomes used to you artificially putting that in your body, and it doesn't make it on its own, which you do not want. So, it's good I'm only I'm definitely not taking every night because I'm, like, scared of it. So. Hell no, because then you just can't sleep on your own ever. You know, it's Somebody get a doctor, please. Well, okay, if it puts you to sleep only for a little bit, that's because it just only has a little bit of melatonin in it. And then you're like, it's actually happened to me, too, with, like, my heart rate's, like, racing and, like, I need something to help me sleep and the melatonin is only a small amount for like three hours and you wake back up. That's like possible, but um, it also has like some other vitamins in it, those to make you like relaxed. But the goal truly is to like tire your damn self out, just like you were when you were a kid. Just like honestly, like reading and being off your phone for like 30 minutes before sleep. Like if I'm actually being good, 
then that I mean that's what's going to make me fall asleep the best as opposed to like a medication or yeah. I mean, god not your phone like stay off your phone Ugh. but really truthfully like think about when you're a kid and you're running around your parents are like letting you run in circles for 20 minutes to let you go to sleep like as we get older we like wake up sit go to work <laughs> sit in the subway or in New York or get in your car sit come home watch tv sit and your brain's exhausted because you're not stimulated and you're bored or you're like weren't having a very stimulating day and then you get home and you go I'm exhausted but you're actually not at all your body is unused you have all this pent-up energy you haven't done shit with your body physically and then you get in bed and you go I can't sleep let me take my drugs and it's this like disastrous cycle and so I'm pretty tough on some of my clients that I know are sitting all day because just like me, when I had to work a corporate job and I was sitting, I was so exhausted. I'd come home and I was like, I don't want to work out. But then I'm like, wait, I was just like unstimulated in, in that time. Not saying people have unstimulating jobs, but like I remember not being stimulated in the one situation I was in. So then I was like tired. But if you can then get yourself to the gym and just like go hard on that treadmill, run four or five miles, you will then fall asleep at night and you will carve out the time for that. But like without that, don't wonder why you have insomnia and you like you're not moving and you're a human being. You're we're aerobic creatures that are meant to run and walk every day. Yeah. I mean, I'll always always notice like if there was ever a period of time where I wasn't working out and then again you're laying in bed at night, I'll get like the like leg cramps, muscle cramps. Like your body wants to move. Like mm-hmm. most of everybody just sitting in a sedentary job, like it obviously we all know that it's not good for you, but like it will increase it will I mean it's gonna impact your health overall, but there's no drug or anything that's going to uh replace working out and exercise. And I'm like, I know I always am like, Oh, I'm getting old, I'm getting old, but it's like I'm actually like I shouldn't say that in this category because, you, you know, thinking back to my dad being someone that needed to still hit the gym, at, you know, getting into his 60s, like he was like, got to go to the gym quick or I won't sleep. That's me. And I know that's me. And I'm lucky that I was able to watch what made me also act that way because I'm like, OK, I know I need to work out to like relax a little bit because I have like a lot of energy. But you don't always grow out of it. So just because we are getting older, moving into our 30s and 40s, y'all need to be working out still for the rest of your life. Like that doesn't go away. I mean, going back to our last episode, like just consistency, like throughout your whole life, there's never an age where you shouldn't be moving. There's never an age where you shouldn't be taking care of yourself. So like just because you're getting older doesn't mean you still can't lift weights. I mean, there was, I remember in our first gym in Blink in New York, there was a woman, she was like 76 or 78 years old who ended up like becoming like just like chatty friends with every time we'd go to the gym. And she had been working out since she was 16 years old. She had done like originally like in her life when she was younger, she was a bodybuilder. And then now she just does it. She was doing it just for like her own like personal health. And she looked incredible. And she was also, again, like going into her 80s was moving around. Like I'm I'm looking at people who are in their 30s and 40s. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, again, throughout your whole life, there should never be a time where it's like well I'm too old now to work out no that's like yeah taking care of yourself uh I never want to be an old person that like has to sit and like have everyone take care of me and like wheel me around because I'm like unable it's like I should still be very able to be moving and be like limber and whatnot and I have such a different view on all of it so good thing I'm like don't I don't train old people because I'd be so tough I'd be the worst I'd be like you dumb I think you'd be kind of scary like like, just get up and move and they're like I physically can't my thing (laughs) be like it's all in your head I'd be like literally their doctor's like no like their bones are like shattered Oh my god. I'm so terrifying. I think I freak people out at first, but then I'm also like the least judgmental person with fitness. I always tell people, I'm like, at the end of the day, no trainer will ever judge someone in the gym. 
like people will be like oh I don't want to go in that weight section I go the only people will judge and we don't even do this is someone sitting on the couch eating potato chips and and bailing on the gym consistently no if we see you moving you're freaking getting up and doing something I will always applaud you and I'll always be proud of you and like I think at first I'm like okay I like see my new client I'm like okay you're gonna work out every day of the week and they're like what and I'm like and you're gonna use these weights and they're like (gasps) and then they freaking crush it they go hey this is easy we make it even harder. They look insane. They look amazing. And they tell me some weeks here and there, hey, I like might have blacked out one weekend or hey, I had like six margaritas or hey, I had this cake. And I go, okay. (laughs) I go, okay, but did you go to the gym? And did you did you get up and get back to your routine? They go, yeah, I go, I'm so proud of you. Like, there's no part of me that's gonna be like, tish, tish, because I went and did the same thing. Like, yeah, like I also went and had a freaking like margarita, bro. Like, but then I got up and went to the gym. And that is what we are so proud of for our tr- our clients. And side note, when you're in the gym, no one is judging anyone in the gym. Like, we're judging the people sitting on the couch, not the people in the gym. Like, I look around as a trainer and I see people. And, yeah, some people don't know what they're doing. But I'm looking at them like, good job. I'm proud that they're here. Like, yeah. God. <laughs> I know people are probably leaving this episode being like, well, what do I do to sleep? And I'm like, well, the answer is like moving, <laughs> moving a lot. So just move, like get that hour in. Sorry, you got to run four miles. You might like it though. Actually, there was something like to your point before. I was like, I actually just sent it earlier. It goes, a millionaire won't judge you for starting a business. An athlete mm. won't judge you for joining a gym. It's only losers who judge you for starting something new. Yes. So yes. to put that into perspective of what you were saying before, like the only people who are judging you are the ones that are not doing it. So it know. is so true i was like like, i think i just read something about this today like yeah like i'm like successful people are just looking at each other like nice sick like can we learn from one another it's the freaking losers that are like dull like one of my clients like she's like i think i was being judged (laughs) she goes like she goes i think i was being judged in the gym on vacation i go yeah because everyone wants to she's like she's very lean i go yeah because everyone wants to look like you like sally sue in the corner is staring at you because she's freaking pissed she doesn't look like you like she's not mad that you're squatting and like sometimes it's like people are like staring because they're actually inspired like sometimes i just like look true. at people because i'm like i'm looking at them i'm like okay well what are they doing differently than me like what is their form like what are they yes. looking what is their actual like routine so i know it can feel judgmental and definitely you can see and, and feel when people are being judgmental but like sometimes people... it's just like nice to look around and like kind of get inspired no you're so right i like to just look at other people's bodies and what they're doing and how they look like it's so 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 true i think that's just like yeah it's very true. If anyone's judging in the gym, they're freaking losers, okay? And we're only winners on this podcast, so I only <laughs> want winners listening to this podcast. If you're not a winner, get off. Get off. Honestly, right. stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. We're crazy. <laughs> Change the name again. Winners podcast. We have, no, we have literally like 16 podcasts. Like well, Names. Sorry. Names. Oh, Lord. Uh. Um, wait, yeah, guys. Also, for our next week, we really need to do another questions from you segment. Um, so please make sure to be DMing yeah. us. DM Doll and that Doll and T Evans or me at Allegra Paris at Allegra Paris Bikini Body. Yeah, with just topics you want to hear about, questions, but anything else, Doll? Yeah, I think that's I think that's everything. Please, the questions. It's been a minute, but yeah, if you'll like throw up a couple. Every time I post our our ad on there, I get more questions. So check the Instagram, check all the socials. We'll be on there. We'll be chatting. And guys, you know we have a new episode every Wednesday on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. I always post a link on Instagram. Um, But yeah, you can find us there. We love you and we will see you next week. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.